Welcome into the CHGL Bears podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's up, Bears fans? Welcome in on this Tuesday. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano in here with us today. How's everybody doing? I'm doing great. I'm a little bit irritated with Mubs putting it on me that the yeah. show was held up a minute uh, 30 late. That is unfortunate that Mubs would call me out like that. Is and he it, wrong? He is definitely wrong. Oh, okay. I was. I know. Somebody. You were uh, ready, Mark. You were ready. Good to go. Somebody and, walked out of uh, the other studio at like 11:59. Said, "Are we late?" I, I, no, I don't think it's it's not Carm's fault. It, I'm gonna it, I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna it, stick up for Carm today. We're, we're gonna have to be honest about this. That I was I was ready. I was focused, and uh, we have a lot to talk about. I thought yesterday's uh, press conference was absolutely fascinating on a lot of levels. Really. I, I, I'm in a fascination mode from yesterday. Well, nobody likes to read into quotes more than you, so I, I'm, I'm looking I, forward to hearing this. I, I, I've got a lot. I've got a lot. And uh, Eric at home, NFL.com, coming up talking draft at 1220. Yeah, we got plenty of draft talk for you today. We're going to dive into that. Eric at home does a great job covering the draft, so he's going to be on here in a little bit. Lawrence producing, as always. Up. Not always, though. Yeah, I take days off. Time. Nine out of Tuesdays. More out of nine. Out of I ten. definitely won't be here on the uh, Christmas Eve show. Sorry, guys. Dang. Oh, you're, so we're going remote. You're you're going nothing. Going dark. I'm going with a six year old having Christmas time together. So. Okay. Makes sense. Real quickly, shout That's out to nice. my brother because my I hurt my back yesterday. I, we all saw that in the meeting. My brother did stuff at Iowa where he exercised science, gave me some breathing techniques. You guys, back Mark, if we want to play. Uh, Ping pong after this, I'm good to go. I'm reading exercises. Wait, Carmel's walking around over here to the studio. He's gonna need to some other oh, whatever, oh no. whatever breathing exercises just cured you. Honestly, uh, I don't even want to say why I'm sore, but I will say why <laughs> I'm sore, which is I I think because I did a lot of walking yesterday alongside a hour and fifteen minute <laughs> vinyasa flow. Which I thought my flow yesterday was strong. I had a very good flow yesterday. It really wow. flowed well. Wait, but how much did you walk? I, you better be careful with this. I just spent a whole weekend walking around Europe. I, I said I embar- and I don't. I'm not sore at all. I said I'm embarrassed to to, <laughs> to admit to it. But I walked. I don't know. I walked after yoga down to the. I went to the, the whatever they call it, the Chris Kringle Market downtown. Uh, mm-hmm. Walked yeah. around there. Chris had, Kindle Market. Yeah, Chris that Kringle is. I don't know. You know yeah, Santa. I, I, I'm, I'm learning. I'm By the way, learning. that thing Same. you went to, this town we went to in France, Strasbourg, yeah. that's basically, there's like, it's that, but 20 of them. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And okay. It, and, and then, and it's kind of like, after you get to the second one, you're sort of like. Okay. Okay. There's 18 more of these. Yeah. We, I, I mean, how many more yeah, do no, these I have mean, to do? They're all the same. Right. But they got the Vinchao, though. I don't know what that is. This is Vinchao. Hot wine. Oh, didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> Hot wine. This place had beer. Uh, and dude, when you're freezing and you can't get inside anywhere, hot wine's the way to go. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, you're sore but, from walking. But, but I, honestly, if we're going back to yesterday, I just think we got to talk about the very awkward moment of I was I was walking, and I had my headphones in. I'm listening to different music, and my guy Griffin House, which I'm wearing his uh, hoodie today, pops in, and it's Paris Calling. And it's this romantic song about Paris. And I start thinking about how Hogue went to Paris. And I love Griffin House, so I, I want everybody to listen to Griffin House. So I, like, instantly just send it to Hogue, Paris Calling. And then I just realized that I just sent Hogue a love song. 
like Paris calling is about <laughs> me and you walking around Paris and holding hands and having an adorable time. And then I felt awkward. Then I had to text back, by the way, I'm now apparently sending you love songs. And then, which, he, which I, I think you played for your wife, and then she's like, why is Carm sending you love songs? And now, so this is, well, you know. look, it, it only took 14 years. But, you know, you're finally sending me love songs. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I was wondering when saw in the rundown, like, Hoag's love song. What, what's going on now? Yeah, you know? Carm tends to put, like, little, like, one word or two word <laughs> notes into the rundown. And we're like, oh, I can't. And we see Mark over, in, you know, in the other studio, like, what is he? What is he yeah. thinking of over there now? You, you never know where, what they're going to be. Yeah, so I, I did. I watched it almost immediately when you sent it. I was out <laughs> already home at that point, and my wife watched it with me, and she was like, oh, man, I really miss Paris. And then there was like five seconds of silence, and she goes, wait, why did Carb send you that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it, – I had an awkward moment with myself. I literally had to, like, stop. I'm like, all right, I got to – I got to – sort of cinch this one up a little bit because this was a at weird least, send at least provide some context yes yeah hey, hey here's well, a here's I, a singer songwriter i really like um and it happens to be a song about paris so i thought i would share it with you yeah i just fired it out there <laughs> you shared you shared three things with me yesterday by the way prison what, one was a podcast about prison did you listen a, another was no i didn't listen to that fantastic what was a love song about me, paris yeah. and then the other one was uh uh Skip Bayless and oh. Shannon Sharp just yelling at each other. Oh, that that got real though. That got really real. That was I think that was that was that was a good send. You did you <laughs> I, watch that one, Lawrence? Huh? What now? You didn't? Did you watch Skip and Shannon? And I try. I tend not to watch those. Shannon clowns. took off the glasses when he took off the glasses. Like, I bet I battled it out with Shannon at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago about Jordan versus LeBron, and I had for, I don't watch the show, so I had forgotten. I knew it, but I, I had sort of forgotten that he was this big LeBron guy, and so he's coming at me, and I'm going back at him, and it 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 got a, a lot of lot of juice out there. Um, so I'm it, it sort of felt like that with it wasn't that intense with me and Shannon, but like when he's when he's heated. Uh, you better be ready. I loved how he got mad. Of all the things Skip Bayless has ever said, though, the thing he got mad about or seemed like he got personal was when <laughs> Skip said that Tom Brady's better than you. <laughs> right, right. Like, okay, Don't, like greatest quarterback yeah, ever. Yeah, the greatest player ever. <laughs> uh, he's better than you. What? <laughs> now that's personal. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, but he what? But he was like trying to make. I, I I didn't watch the whole thing, but yeah, okay, fine. He was just trying to make a point about Brady, and then so so Skip Cost has to come over the top. Like you're you want to rip on Brady because Brady was better than you, which is a weird argument. That's a little bizarre. Yeah, taking personal shots and just trying to critique Brady's play, which has not been good. I mean, we would never do this, except uh, you know, I don't know if you really want to play me in ping pong today for four losses in a row over there. I mean, you're yeah, that, it was three. I would just like to point out, though, that you guys are the ping pong stars. I'm out here trying to be a commissioner, changing the game of ping pong. I have introduced a three-point shot that is getting (laughs) rave reviews within the CHGO building. Oh, okay. Carm. (laughs) What's happening? Rave review. If you choose to play off the floor, like if somebody misses the table and it bounces off the floor in a way where you could still return it, if you choose to do that and win the point, you get three points. But of oh, course, you're risking oh. one because you've already technically won the point when you made that. You have to hit it. Go, go for three. You go for three. Yeah. You don't even have to say it. How do you feel about this, Lawrence? 
I don't know. I would need to. You got to try it. Carmen and I were doing it yesterday. Carmen likes it. Now, I mean, obviously, so the point continues. It's not like you have a chance to hit it on the table and that, like, the uh, your opponent has is no. You just keep playing. Like, okay, because we got these hardwood floors here in the studio, and if the ball bounces back up and it's like easy return, keep it going. And then if you win the point, you get three. Oof. Well, you could still lose the point then. Yeah. So that's where the risk. Interesting. Look, the three-pointer changed the NBA forever <laughs> for good. I have changed ping pong. Uh, I mean, can, maybe two points? I don't know. That's so, tough. So, I enjoy it because it just keeps the game flowing. The bigger news, though, is that Hogue is dedicating himself to the ping pong table, and he did take on GM Jake Flanagan yesterday, who uh, it was a good battle. I mean, Jake's a little bit up the food chain for Adam, but Adam was right there, and I, as Adam's coach, self-proclaimed, <laughs> I was proud of how he performed yesterday, Nick. This uh, he's he's okay. on the he, we got to work on the forehand a little bit, but he's he's getting the consistency down. I'm proud of him. But how much better is the forehand from like a week ago? Huge improvement. Huge. Great you're, coach. You're, I have a great coach. Your natural talents are taking over. Which changing <laughs> the game? If I can segue this into football, if I may, uh, you know Kyler Murray getting hurt last night. Yes. Non-contact injury. Yes. ACL tear. Looks terrible. Guys crying coming off the field. You remember in college football, I don't know, 20 years ago, nobody ever would miss a bowl game. That was like the most sacrilegious thing. Uh, I wouldn't even say 20 years ago, like yeah. 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. Okay, so yeah, I was, I was trying was to be... Wasn't uh, like Leonard Fournette one of the first that like... That's, that's right. so that's, yeah. controversial. He's like, nah, I'm, I'm Was going. that the Music City against Notre Dame? What was that? Sure. Was that a real bowl game? Cause I, By I the way, Music City Bowl... Right. Good bowl game. This over 50 yeah. shit that's going on in the chat. I'm not over 50. And the fact that the question starts at 50 is irritating. But that, that's, a, that's another. It's to come down to 40. Yeah. You're closing in. All, all that is this surprise. Since when do I look old? Uh, maybe maybe to these old. young chaps. That's fine. Uh, uh, I mean, you, you, you slow down. But so let me, let me get back on point. I just, I'm sorry. I just, the Arizona Cardinals... After losing last night, are four and nine. All right, they were four and eight coming in. Kyler Murray is signed for a, a, a huge, huge contract after last season. I just think it's eventually going to become a thing that we are not going to play our premium players at the end of seasons when it is over, when we have nothing to gain. Because Kyler Murray now is going to be out for all of next season. So this has not yet become a thing, but in week 13 or 17, 16, 17, if you are out of it, what was the point of him being on the field there? I have um, – here's my first instinct. I'm not, I'm not totally dis- disagreeing with you. I think there are probably going to be some times where smart decisions are made. But – Like, I get why Fields is playing because we one still – you know? Yeah, but one big difference is stats don't carry over from college to the NFL. And in the NFL, like, if you have aspirations of being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you're going to want to play. You're not going to want to have the one season where it's like, oh, he didn't get to 3,000 yards or, you know, 4,000 passing yards that year because he he decided to sit out the last three games. No, you want to have, you know, the you want to be the guy that breaks the passing yard record. Like, whatever whatever the record potentially is, you, you play. You don't sit. I, I get the player wanting to play. But for the organization, hey, dude, we'd love you to be out there. And part of it is our fault that we've been put more talent around you. But we're on next year, man. Like as far and, and you have you're our starting quarterback. And 
I mean, it sucks for the fans. Which, by the way, it also sucks for the fans that three of the Bears' final four home games are are, are right now in 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 December. I mean, yeah, Bears yeah. season ticket holders, you got screwed this year. Uh, Mister, I want to play on the lake. What are you talking about? That seems like bear weather for you. Yeah, okay, like two yeah, of the last four. Yeah, it wouldn't be so I bad mean, if there was a nice warm dome to play. I, I hope. All right, if I want to fight Lawrence <laughs> and you right now. I <laughs> said, I said, <laughs> I, I said, knock the thing down and build your brand new That's dome right. stadium right there. I'm totally down. You do with want it. a dome? You just want it in the uh, one I place they'll never build yeah, it. I, I, I'm very happy with a nice, warm, climate-controlled, sweet stadium right the hell where it's at. Uh, but, Kenny Ray, I like what he said. He, you can't pay dudes forty million to not play. I kind of get that. Yeah. No, it makes Wait, sense. But, but now you're paying him $40 million next year to not play. Wouldn't that same yeah, argument yeah, carry over true. what the Bears are at right now, though? I know. I get it. He's young. But it's like so, the future is 2023 for the Bears. And Justin Fields is obviously a part of that. So, so would that same kind of logic apply to where Fields and the Bears are at right now? And, look, Murray was just running outside the pocket. Knee gave out. Feels like it's a run too, right? So and it can happen on any given play. Well, I thought what Flew said yesterday most interesting was that uh, we need to work on the passing game and finishing game. So these are things that you know they want to see and that needs to be done. And I think that's obvious. But the other side of it is, do the Eagles are dangerous? Hassan Reddick, dangerous. Brandon Graham, dangerous. Jason Hargrave, dangerous. Joshua, dangerous. You've got, I mean, you got four dudes coming after him. That's you don't want this to be Washington all over again. Solid point from Dave here in the comments, though. Like that can happen in practice. It did happen to Teddy Bridgewater in practice. What the injury that Kyler Murray suffered yesterday that's can right. happen any day in practice. It's a non-contact injury. Yeah, I, I right football dangerous and. Uh, even that would fall under. You could do that on a basketball court, a tennis court, a mm-hmm. soccer field, wherever. I mean, he's just making a hard cut, and his leg was in a, I guess, slightly awkward position. Although I think he's probably made that cut a ten times. I guess. Uh, yeah. You know, I saw some doctor talking about. It. He's like he's a little bit straight leg there, and then he's trying mm-hmm. to go another way, and yada yada. But it's it's still I still think like down the line, premium guys maybe not with four games to go. But maybe the last couple? Well, maybe a conversation we can return to later on the show because there was a team the Bears are playing this week who kind of did this in the last game of 2020 Mm. where essentially anybody who had any kind of injury didn't play. And um, it also helped the draft position too. So it could be relevant to the Bears. Uh, We're going to have Eric Edholm jump on here momentarily. uh, But first... DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is our go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code CHGO. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game 
and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Everybody got to know about your athletic greens. With one scoop of your AG1s, you are absorbing Mm. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. What's awesome about the Athletic Greens is that it costs them less than a cup of coffee a day. Also helps support better sleep quality and recovery, which we all definitely need. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. Super simple. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bears. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Shout out to Brody, Mark Kasich's dog, who loves me. Thank you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and, John, you, we, you can get hurt walking. That's rude. Uh, but all, uh, all of you all... You got hurt doing yoga. Well, I really, I think... Yoga is supposed to help you. I, th- I think I'm sore from actually walking. <laughs> I really think I am. I felt great coming out of yoga, but then the extra walking did me in. All right. Hey, go to a- allchgo.com. Become a diehard. We would uh, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And we love to see you at any of our diehard events, which includes this coming Friday night, United Center, Bulls, oh, Knicks, yeah. our first ever Bulls takeover. Come to the bar at 5.30. Let's go. Live the dream. We got a shuttle for you. Don't Obviously, don't need to uh, worry about driving. Watch the Bulls, the Knicks, D-Row, stuff like that. We've got our diehard lounge. We've got some uh, new chats coming up here, which I'm super excited about. Uh, one day, they'll ask me to do one. I look forward to that, too. And... Uh, <laughs> And we've got our diehard content too. Diehard merch, diehard discounts, diehard everything. We love uh, we love you watching and we love the extra support as well. Uh, and we also love Eric at home from NFL.com who's coming up right the hell now. Hogue. Yes. I don't know. Lawrence is just trying to t- ask me something. I, I was, no well, idea. you know, I hit you in the slack and you ignore oh, me. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, do you, want to, do you want to introduce Eric with the tank standings first? Yeah, we could do that. Oh, the tank standings. Oh, good idea. I, mean, good I, just, idea. Bomb, I just love these, so let's do it. They're well done. I mean, come on. Who doesn't love these? Some people would call this a draft order. We call them tank standings here. <laughs> yeah. CHGO. Yeah. Elite. Yeah. Bears have fallen. Bad week. Bad bye week for the Bears. They went from number two to number three. Come on, Denver. Falling down 27 to nothing, Denver. Yeah, what are you going to do? Eric at home does a great job of covering the NFL draft. He's with NFL Media now. Longtime friend in the business. Eric, good to talk to you. Thanks for jumping on with us today. Yeah, good talking to you too. I was a little confused. I thought it was like a Tank Johnson reference or something like that. I got a little worried. <laughs> I got a little little skittish there. But no, I'm, I'm glad to be here. The studio looks great. Great talking ball with you guys. I'm, uh, I'm excited. Well, let's, um, I guess let's, let's start here. With just because you know the Bears very well too from living in the Chicago area, where, where do you what do you think is really on the line for them? We spend a lot of time with the season being you know virtually over right now in terms of individual development, uh, except for individual development, I should say. What's yeah. on the line for them between like maybe ending up with the second pick or potentially falling out of the top five if they manage to win a couple games as you have looked at these draft prospects so far this college season? Yeah, you, you kind of referenced uh, slipping from three to two. I mean, 
you know, I will, will it end up mattering in the end? I don't know. I mean, it really, I know a lot of people have already kind of broached this possibility in Chicago. Maybe they're in a position to draft one of the top defenders in this draft. A lot of people have kind of focused on Will Anderson, the, the pass rusher from Alabama, Jalen Carter, the big interior force from Georgia. Those are two strong possibilities and you'd love to have your pick of the two or potentially what's behind door number three, offer up a trade to a quarterback needy team. And oh, by the way, we have a, a slew of clubs that have multiple first round picks. Now, you know, if Denver were picking third and Chicago second, are they giving up, uh, you know, is Seattle going to give up? Uh, I say Denver. I mean, the Denver pick, which belongs to Seattle. Uh, are they sending two picks to Chicago for that? I mean, two firsts, probably not. But again, if you have that leverage, it's a nice position to be in. But three, you know, if it ends up being uh, Texans one, Seahawks two, Bears three, that's still a pretty favorable situation. And we don't know for sure that these quarterbacks are going to go, you know, at, at the very beginning of this draft, one, two, three. So it's still a little premature to decide whether it's going to be a, a big difference between them selecting you know, second, third, or fourth, they still will probably end up with a very good defensive player or have a, a trade-down possibility at that point. Eric, let's put you on the spot. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, they're both there. You're the Bears. Who are you taking? Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I mean, you could look kind of two-dimensionally at this draft and say edge as a whole is stronger than defensive interior, you know, including the tackles and the five techniques and all kind of lumping them together. I would say that there's a higher possibility for the Bears to swing back later and grab a pass rusher. Are any of them going to be as good as Will Anderson? Likely not. But at the same time, if you wanted to do it that way, I would have no problem with it. I think Jalen Carter is spectacular. I know there's been a little bit of kind of ho-humming because of his stats and whatnot. But, you know, he's never going to be a massive stat guy, but I think he'll be a good one. You know, and I've sort of compared him – kind of role wise. I don't know if they're not the same player, but similar to Chris Jones in Kansas city, Jones is a little bigger, a little longer, maybe a little bit more position flexibility, but the same kind of scheme wrecker inside. And we know how valuable those are. I, and I think as the league cycles back to being more run heavy than it has been in the last 10 years, you know, it certainly helps to have somebody at that, at that three tech spot. So I'm a big Carter fan. I think Will Anderson could be as good as Von Miller has been if, if everything works out perfectly. So what do you, you know, it depends on what they think, what Matt Aberflus and company think is most crucial to the success of that style of defense. I would be fine with either, but don't overlook Carter. I really think he's a dude. Eric, let's entertain the idea that the Bears are in that trade down scenario and both those guys are not there. Who are some pass rushers that you like maybe in that early second round, third round? That can also be beneficial to being adding to the Bears roster. Yeah, I think Isaiah Foskey from from Notre Dame would kind of be on that first, second round, uh, you know, top fifty range somewhere in there. I think that's a possibility. You know, he hasn't quite sort of made the leap that everybody hopes. I mean, everybody, you know, you love to see players come back one more year, right? Oh, that's more experience. But we tend to get a little disappointed when they don't blow it up that final year. It's easier said than done, and it doesn't always work out that way. But I like the player, and I think that, uh, you know, he's sort of built more for the NFL game maybe than he is. He can set the edge. He'll get in the pocket. I don't think he'll be a massive sack guy, but he's somebody who could, you know, absolutely, I would say, help in that regard. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of some other edge guys who might be, well, you know, Adabawari from Northwestern, I would say, is is 
somebody who has a little bit more uh, NFL buzz than I realized. I mean, I would say that given that he's kind of a hybrid player, a little bit more of a interior player than an exterior, because he's played outside in college. He's somebody that if he tests well, I mean, he was living in the backfield for a bad Northwestern defense that, you know, I mean, that, that shows up, that matters. So, you know, he might be more in that mid to late second round range if things go well, but you never know. I mean, at this time of year, prospects can vault by a round or two based on what the perception may be now. Uh, that would be very Northwestern to have a first round tackle, <laughs> second <laughs> round edge rusher, premium <laughs> positions. And win one game. And go one and 11. Yeah. Not win in America. Right, no, no North North America victories. <laughs> I did not see I did not see that name coming. But uh, one thing about Atatamoa, he is he works his ass off. He is yeah. he is a very focused dude. That's that's an interesting potential. I don't know if you can get him in the third round. That's an interesting name. It, it is, uh, Eric. Where where are you on the quarterbacks right now? I, I mean, just I saw Todd McShay have has something out. I don't know if this is from today or not, but yeah, it is from today, I think. Um, but he's got four quarterbacks going in the first twelve picks, which uh, yeah. I, I I that kind of surprised me. But we also see these years where that sneaks up and happens as you get closer yeah. and closer to the draft. It doesn't seem like in December you'll have that many, and then all of a sudden you get closer. And then, of course, last year was the opposite where, you know, there was one first-round pick and then basically no others that that um, that sniffed the first round. So where are you at on these quarterbacks? Because that will obviously have a huge impact on the idea of trading back if you're the Bears. Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Bears, you're, yeah, you're rooting for Anthony Richardson to, to – to, to blow it up and for teams to get excited about him. He's the big Florida kid who some people have said is a, you know, poor man's Cam Newton and you're, and you're hoping Will Levis goes to the senior bowl and, you know, has a great week down there, you know, like Kenny Pickett did last year that kind of vaulted and cemented his first round stock. And, you know, you're hoping CJ Stroud tests well and, and interviews well and Bryce Young, you know, passes all the health uh, questions he may have with his shoulder and everything. So I mean, yeah, there's there are questions outside of last season. You're right about the instinct to inflate these guys because it happens year after year. Again, 2021, uh, yeah, 2022 being the exception. Most years, you see quarterbacks get vaulted ahead of other positions, knowing the the importance of the position. You know, knowing that you know if you don't have one, you're in big trouble typically. So. Uh, that would be the best case scenario for the Bears if there was a potentially early run on quarterbacks. It would give them you know more options, and yeah, I think they'd love the trade down scenario. I think if it if it materializes and they're getting good value for it, great. I mean, Bryce Young is going to be an atypical, you know, number one pick if he does go there. He's going to be like five ten, one hundred and ninety something pounds, and he's not a Kyler Murray type of runner. So you have to you have to hope that he's Drew Brees. I mean, that's the kind of quarterback that the Texans or, or any of the other teams doing work on him, you know, have to be able to see. Is he that strong a processor? Is he that mentally advanced? He's athletic, but he's not a scrambler like we know. He's more Joe Burrow style than anything else, and I don't think he'll even run as much as Burrow does. So, you know, Stroud, same thing, more of a pocket passer, but not a creator, you know, and there are just some limitations to some of their games. Will Levis, I mean, boy, I guess he could be Josh Allen in, in five years, but if you just watched his tape from this year, the, the, the untimely mistakes and the missed throws and things like that with a 
you know, with a coordinator who had served for the Rams and was in the NFL, it might have you a little skittish. So there's, I get why there's doubt. And I also get why there's, there's interest in, in this group. And Richardson's kind of the wild card. He's the one that hasn't been kind of buzzed about as much lately, but as we get closer, I think people will start becoming a little bit more infatuated with just the, the crude matter you get to work with. He's a, he's a special athlete who could be a special quarterback in time. Ryan Poles knows he needs receiver help. You don't trade for Chase Claypool and give up a second-round pick your own. If, if if you, I mean, if it's not screaming at you in the face. But I yeah. think realistically, Eric, like in a in an ideal scenario, the Bears don't even have a number two wide receiver. They've got a bunch of really good threes. So yeah. if you're trading down to me, you're doing it because you're going to pick a number one wide receiver. You think you can get him? I mean, do you look at any of them that way? Do you look at Quentin Johnson that way? As can be an elite dude that can transform the Bears' offense. Yeah, I, I I appeared locally recently and, and invoked the name Kevin White <laughs> in this. You know, I was kind of using two parallels, right? He, yeah, he might be this or he might be Kevin White, and I don't know that it's going to be quite that extreme. But you know, you are talking about kind of a, a, a spread offense guy who has a sort of a defined role. Yeah, he can he can take the short stuff. He's a great tackle breaker. That's really impressive for for a six four. 215 pound guy and he's not just doing it by running through people i mean he's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of juice too and once he gets ahead of steam he can move but i don't know that he'll consistently be able to separate at the nfl right away uh you know over time he's got the, the physical skills to do it um and they clearly leaned on him this year i mean they had to throw it to him in key situations so he's interesting i need to study him a little bit more but I could easily see a first round pick for him. Do you like Jordan Addison more? Yeah, I do. I, I, I think the, some of the smaller guys are a little bit more intriguing in this class, you know, whether it's, I guess, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I wouldn't say small, but he's not a, a big guy. Jordan Addison certainly falls into that um, Devonte Smith kind of role. I would say, you know, the undersized guy with a little bit of length, uh, you know, Zay Flowers was in a really bad situation at BC this year, but he still showed out and played well. Josh Downs, uh, you know, a, a burner, a tiny little guy, but kind of a Tyler Lockett type to me down at North Carolina. You know, Marvin Mims, and there's other guys who kind of fit that role. So I think it's this year maybe more about the smaller guys, even with the occasional Quentin Johnson and, and uh, you know, a few others who will fit that bigger receiver mold. So, you know, is that what the Bears want? Maybe. You know, obviously they have Mooney and some other guys who are a little bit on the on the smaller side. But, you know, it'll be fascinating to see what type of receiver they end up taking if they do draft one pretty high. Eric, along with wide receivers, the Bears can use an offensive lineman or maybe four in this in this <laughs> upcoming draft. Um, take, are there any right? guys that any guys that stand out on day two, maybe at the, at the tackle position that, that you like that could fit this outside zone scheme that the, the Bears like to run here? Yeah, and you make a good point. I think the the scheme definitely matters. I mean, that's going to, you know, there it's going to be a little this year's offensive tackle class is a little bit of a beauty in the eye of the beholder group. I mean, I think there's definitely some talent, but kind of like we were talking about with the quarterbacks. There's there's a yeah, but with almost every single one of them. I mean, even Peter Skaronsky, it's the same kind of debate we had with Rayshon Slater a couple years ago, size, position, where is he best, you know, that sort of thing. But dropping down into that kind of, you know, early to mid day two range, you know, we've already seen Olaf Ashanu, a really talented young tackle from Penn State, drop, uh, you know, say that he's coming back to school. We'll see if that's official, but I think that's likely. Um, 
Andrew Voorhees from USC is an interesting name, experienced guy, tough, multi-positional guy, a little bit older, but you know, obviously the Bears took, you know, Valus Jones, some older prospects last year. So maybe they're not as concerned with that. Uh, he's, he's going to be down at the senior bowl. I think probably more guard than tackle, but you know, I mean, there's, there's some, some real power and length to him that I think is intriguing. Uh, let me see if I can come up with one more good name for you. Um, there's a kid at Kansas State that I haven't seen people talk about a lot, Cooper Beebe. I think he'll end up a top 100 pick if he comes out. So that's that's another intriguing player who I think you know might might be a kind of a Ryan Pulse type special, right? He's he's bigger, but he moves pretty well, I think, and and could could fit what the Bears are looking for a guard. I just I, I I'm zeroed in on one guy, and his name is Cody Mouch from North Dakota State. He's, he's so awesome. I should have mentioned him. Yeah, he's just, that's he's, is he's just. Have you seen this guy? No. Big no. red-headed lumberjack, yeah. basically. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, we got to get a picture of him on the screen here, Lawrence. Yeah. So Cody Mouch, M-A-U-C-H from North Dakota State. It's the second you see him, you'll don't, you don't need to see any film. I'm already right. in. You just need his picture <laughs> from his profile on the North Dakota oh. State website, and you're like, yeah, first round pick. Let's go. Every year, there's there's that that offensive lineman that we fall in love with. They're usually from like a slightly lower level, you know, the Wisconsin Whitewater kid. And, and yeah, you know, there's every yeah. year there's the book it, put your money down now. Cody Mouch will be your beloved offensive line prospect. Whoever drafts him, jersey sales are going to go nuts. He this, looks like a hockey player. There he is. There he is. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. He like is, like he... a Lan Lanny McDonald, like plus. Yes, Lanny McDonald. There you go. Right? <laughs> this guy is going to blow up the Senior Bowl. Because, like, regardless of how he performs, he's just going to be the story of the Senior Bowl because he is committed to go there. I love it. Um, Mouch and Sanborn for life. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. There he would. Go. He's he's so Chicago. Like, I think this is the kind of guy that that would actually. I mean, he's so anywhere. He's a really good player. I'm glad you mentioned me off the top of my head. I didn't think of him, but. Yeah, Cody Mouch can probably play tackle in this league. I think he'll definitely, you know, be able to play guard easily, and his tape is is phenomenal. It, what, one last question that has – it's not so much about the prospects, but I'm just really fascinated at how this top five might shake out because, you know, other than Houston, to have Seattle, a potential playoff team, in yeah. there – the Lions, who whether they sneak into the playoffs or not, are clearly on the rise with how they've been playing recently. Yep. The Eagles could win the Super Bowl and be in the top five. Right. And, like, obviously the Bears aren't good, but they're going to be getting, I think, more respect this offseason with having Justin Fields and the most cap space in the NFL and the draft capital they have. It just seems like we could see in, this, in the top five – maybe top seven, depending on how it all shakes out, just a bunch of teams who theoretically could be or already are in the mix for 2023 sure. have, like, the opportunity to add some serious talent right away on, on day one on that first night. Yep, absolutely. And even the, the teams picking kind of right behind them, too. Arizona Cardinals made the playoffs last year. Colts were, you know, they, they coughed up a playoff appearance a year ago. Las Vegas, same thing. I mean, so... It's kind of weird how this year lines up where these these teams you could you could see a scenario where you know the right pick or the right draft class can help them propel them back like you may Bears have played I think one of the you know one or two toughest schedules by opponent win percentage and things like that so 
Yeah, and the other factor too that is so interesting to me, and I think it'll it'll really be fun to investigate. You mentioned Seattle having Denver's pick. You mentioned you know the Lions have the Rams pick. I think which is currently fourth, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, yep. we don't know if if the Seahawks are going to stick with Geno Smith. Possibly, you know, there's been rumors they could sign him to a to a deal. Uh, we don't know what the pl- Lions' plans are for Jared Goff. Normally, you're in that spot. You think, oh, they're going to draft their future quarterback. It's pennies from heaven. This is perfect. It couldn't work out any better. I don't know that you can 100% say that's the way those teams are going to go anymore. Are they Are they believing in – it would probably be a mistake, but are they believing strongly enough in, in uh, Goff and Smith to, to possibly move down or take another player? So that's a, that's a top-five storyline that definitely impacts the Bears. Is kind of a draft day movie uh, situation going on, right? Are they going to go? Are the Lions going to go Bo Callahan or stick with the veteran who the veteran who like is respected but maybe not the best player? They got Vontae, multiple, no matter multiple what. picks. Vontae, yeah, go Vontae Mack, Mack and then uh, forgetting the running back's name and that whole series. Oh yeah, yeah. What was it, <laughs> Eric? I have uh, one last question for you. It's not football related, but I noticed okay. you have sixth grade table tennis champ. In your bio there. One, do you still play? And when are you going to come to the CHO studio so we can uh, yeah. have this matchup? You can embarrass me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you probably take me apart. My uh, my my backhand slice is a little off these days. But uh, yeah, we had it. We had the last day of school. Our teacher, Mr. Wales. What a weird name, right? Like W-A-L-E-S. He was like the coolest guy. He would he would go on Grateful Dead tour in the summers. Like every, you know, he had like a car washing business, total freak, but I loved him. You know, <laughs> he brought in, he, he threw his ping pong table, which was in his garage into the back of his truck, brought it to school, set it up last day of school. And I, I, I took on the whole field and just blew him away. It was probably my best athletic achievement. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves. I don't know. I mean, that, that might be uh, fouling out in nine minutes was another pretty good one. I would say <laughs> that was a, that was a varsity game too. Nine minutes took me to foul out pretty good. I have a very similar athletic career with, with Eric here. I think my top moment was winning the free throw shooting contest in third grade. Oh, nice. And then I didn't foul out in nine minutes, but I did make five errors in one inning playing shortstop at freshman B oh baseball. Gosh. So oh, that's, that, that's, that's in there. I think that, I think we're very Ooh. similar here. Five and one. It, yeah. I also had the three putouts for the record. Hey, Every that, ball just got hit to me. Hey, don't sell yourself short. That, that qualifies you to play for the White Sox. <laughs> okay, there you go. Could could very well. They don't have a second base. I was going to say you're a two-time Highland Park tennis champion. Remember the hell you are. Whatever. Yeah, this. but that that's like. Not we're talking real. That, oh, that's, oh, that's not real. The thing we talk about every week. Well, that, but that's adult level, like actual accomplishment. Oh. This is this was like you know Childhood. when okay. when we're in we're in our formative years sure. of, of being out there and not making <laughs> and getting cut from every team. But yet I do have one thing I can fly up: the third grade free throw shooting contest. Won it for all fly of Park. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, hang it loud. Seventeen for twenty-five. Do it for HP. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Eric, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for jumping on today. I want to make sure everyone's following you on Twitter at Eric at home and all your uh, work on NFL media, NFL.com. All right. Pleasure's mine. You guys, anytime hit me up. Great stuff, Eric. Appreciate you. See you. Eric at home. All around. Good dude. Can't wait to see him at the combine again. My number one takeaway from that is that, okay, can't go wrong. Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, you can, we can debate it until April, but like, you're not. Oh, you're and not, we will. Get in the top three. But that's, to me, that's why it's like get in the top three. That's the. Yeah. That's but the. You don't think Seattle's taking a quarterback? 
They might. They might. You, there's also a report that the Lions have they like Jared Goff for the long term starter too. Like, I don't know. I mean, I it's know. a it's a tough spot. Like, because if you don't, and and those guys are, but that's my thing. As long as you get in the top three, you're guaranteed to get one of those two defensive players. Yeah, and I, I I think we can feel fairly confident that they're going to be there. Like Eagles, Bills, I mean, Vikings, Lions. I just it just feels like you you got the toughest schedule in the NFL left. They're gonna beat the Eagles this week. Watch, it would be the most Chicago Bears thing ever. I mean, flus with two weeks, baby. That's, what I'm, yeah. that's the one thing I'm a little worried about. Yeah, but like the the only way that you can actually think the Bears are going to beat the Eagles is if like the Eagles are coming here Saturday night and getting drunk, like <laughs> the defensive like, line. Like we're we're going we're coming to Chicago. We're going to Gibson's. We're going to Hugo's. We're we're going. We're we're we're, we're living the dream. We're we're coming to uh, we're coming Eagle over fly. to CHGO to play ping pong and, and drink the leftover whiskey from the from the uh, holiday party. Like, there's no way if the Eagles are focused that the, the Bears are winning. You know, last time they had a mini bye, guys, they blew out the Patriots. Absolutely annihilated them. Yeah, but New England's terrible. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's true. They had a nice win last night over Colt McCoy. <laughs> yeah. I That part of it. They did win, right? I went to bed. Yeah, they, they, yes, they, they won. Yes, well, right. <laughs> they won. Kyler Murray died, and the, and the Patriots <laughs> won. Uh, that happened. Okay. H- however... Who's more important, the quarterback or the coach? It's the quarterback. Good luck winning without Tom Brady over there. I have to say, though, that the uh, the Bill Simmons segment on the Eli, the Peyton and Eli Manicast, ch- yeah. channel. I haven't seen it. I mean, I, I... I missed it, yeah. Admit that maybe Bill Simmons isn't the most level-headed when it comes to Tom Brady uh, and his New England Patriots living in that world, but... Uh, he was going pretty strong on the idea of Brady returning to New England next year, which had me fasc- fascinated just to think about those possibilities. I would love to see that. Be kind I, of I a think cool so story. Too, yeah, uh, th- I mean, that's where he still got it though. Yeah. Like honestly, I mean, there are so many times where I see him watching the game against the 49ers, He's just overthrowing guys. I think if you put the right people around Brady, he's still going to know where to throw the football. I think you got to understand that. His entire off his uh, offensive line yeah, is either injured or bad, and then they have the worst left tackle in football. I don't know his name, but that man holds every single play. The Mike Evans he had a touchdown. Worse? No, no, no. He's the right tackle. Worse playing right tackle. Okay. Yeah. My goodness. And then um, I got to give know, Brady. not having Gronk. Gronk is a big deal. That's you know, and they're just yeah. I, I could see. I'm not saying he goes back to New England and wins a Super Bowl, but. I think that it's a better situation than what's going on right now in Tampa. You would have to worry about the Patriots, that's for sure. Who's he throwing the ball to? <laughs> no, they'll figure that out. They'll just figure that out. They'll sign Randy Moss again or something. <laughs> that's what they back. do. Bring them all back. Grunk comes out of retirement. Uh, they'll they'll go. probably have an Antonio Brown somehow and and <laughs> and Odell Beckham and... and that could be interesting. It's over. It's time. <laughs> I, I think... I, I hope he plays... Go to play, play till 50s. To go back to the earlier chat since fifty was mentioned, keep going, buddy. But I, it just to me, it feels like it's about about that time for Tom. But I, I gotta say, it's impressive, and I don't know if anybody in the chat can can talk about how they've matured through life. But Tom Brady, 
I mean, the dude didn't shake Nick Foles' hand when he lost him in the Super Bowl, but yet now the 49er linebacker Dree Greenlaw is picking him off, and he's coming up to him, hey, Goat, is there any way I can get an autograph on this football? And Brady's signing it. Like, that. I mean, 10 years ago, that's a get the hell out of here, Greenlaw. What are you, nuts? I'm not signing the football. Did you just pick me <laughs> up? But Tom's like, you know what? And I, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm trying that's to That's your be... Brady maturing yeah. note that's in the That's thing? my Brady maturing yeah, note. Yeah, we were very confused about what that was But that's be. that's okay. a maturing moment for Tom Brady. Like, those Brady of us who used... just has his bad days where he... That's not a consistent, at least I don't he think. He couldn't shake Nick Foles' hand. But when that's they, what I'm saying. That Part of why that was such a big deal was because it's not really like Brady. You Dude, know what I mean? But he didn't, he didn't, when when they lost, when he lost to Foles in a Bears uniform, he still couldn't shake his hand. I hands. know, he's like, got a thing. He's uh, got a thing with Nick Foles? Yeah, he's a little jealous. I mean, he calls himself a bad, he's, I'm, a, I'm a bad loser. I don't like bad losers. Be a good loser. Yeah, like the tennis guy you brought up yesterday. That didn't, bad loser. pulled the Tom Brady on you. Bad loser just walking off the court. And I referenced it as a Tom Brady, so I take back everything I just said. N- nice playing with you, Carm. Thank you for kicking my ass. No problem. It was, a, it was my pleasure, even though it wasn't, <laughs> to be on the court with somebody of your minimal talent. Let's, uh, wow. <laughs> now, oh, now it comes out. Uh, let's get the super chat in, and then Carm's going to tell us about comment. Crystal says, uh, thanks for the four ninety nine at Super Chad. I think the Bears are going to beat the Eagles because it's the bear thing to do and the bye week. I hate to say it. Seriously. No, it happens. Uh, okay. I, I, I'll i be shocked. Well, do you think Bears fans, how do you think Bears fans would take it? If Justin Fields has an amazing game, outduels Jalen Hurts. Excited. That'll be yeah. awesome. If that happens, I'll be, I'll be okay. excited too. And as I say every week, while the game's going on, you'll be rooting for that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I want Fields to play well. Yes, that is the most important thing. And I think they can win more, one more game and be okay. Draft position There's also left. four weeks left in the season. Like, if they do end up winning one game, they're still guaranteed uh, at least a top seven pick. It might even be top six now. That's still good. And some of these other teams are going to win another game. I, they can win one more. One. I don't think it's going to be this Again, week. the Broncos and Rams still play each other. Oh, God. That's on Christmas Day, isn't it? I think New Orleans plays Carolina. Awful. There's still there's still some games that can shake out. I will say Arizona. Kyler Arizona Murray. losing Kyler Murray, that doesn't help because they're probably not going to win another game this year. No, but the but they play Denver, right? Arizona does? Yeah. God. This week, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. There's a couple opportunities. It's uh, it's Brett Rippin versus Colt McCoy. Let's go Colt. That sounds awful. That's not. That sounds like the NFL's Thursday. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) The Thursday game this week's solid. It's Brock Purdy versus. Uh, Is he playing? Seattle. Thought he's going. Is that official that he's playing? I don't know. Thought he had an oblique potential issue. Oh, that's right. He did get hurt right at the end there. Um. I should double check that. Didn't think that was coming up today. My bad. The uh, Comet Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping you, your family, businesses, communities. They want to help you save money and energy. We love you at Comet for what they're doing for you and for the world that we live in. A uh, this is what we're going to do here. Comet's going to come out. They're going to assess your facility, and then if within three to four weeks, you're going to get a detailed energy efficiency project. Next thing you know, you're going to be saving money. You're going to be saving energy. You're going to feel good, and you're going to have more money in your wallet. All you got to do 
Don't wait. Start saving the money and the energy today. Uh, you want to go to, on the internet, the old comed.com slash poweringbiz, comed.com slash poweringbiz. Uh, or if you want to go old school way, you can call them, 855-433-2700, 855-433-2700. Do that during normal business hours. You'll get a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. I might be doing that on the side one of these days. Um, talk to one of those people. Or you can email them, businessee at comed.com. Businessee at comed.com. I was reading about... Um, um, Seagulls? Uh <laughs> Um, hold on. Uh-oh. I got to get this right. Well, while you wait, yeah. uh, let's just throw up this super chat over here from well, Nick has to tell us about Shady Rays, too. Well, yeah, we'll do that in a second. But, but I also uh, got to tell you about... Hold on. Let's get this. I was, I was reading about bigger. Marla Gibbs, Florence from the Jeffersons. Oh, I love she her. Was, when she was Florence for the Jeffersons, she was still working at United her first two years. Oh, there you go. Weird reference card right there for you. You can't, oh. can't do more weird than that. Well, um, you did send me a love song yesterday. Yeah. That, that's true. <laughs> oh. Our guy, guy Monsi says, uh, Nick has to put Carmen Hogue on some decent shoes. Yeah, we're not I, doing I think this we're going to take offense to that, aren't we? Uh, it depends what day. Today I do because these we yeah. went over this a couple yeah, weeks ago. Nice. These, are, these are Adidas basketball. Very versatile. I love Hogue shoes. Very um, versatile. And they snow boots is what I'm going for. Winter boots. These are awesome. Don't, don't, don't. Nick's got to speed. I, those are I got my own camera. Good for Nick. Those are very cool. Are those like velvet? Uh, they're something. <laughs> they got <laughs> velvet. Uh, velvet? I, don't, I don't know if they're velvet. But what are they? I, that's they're a like good a question, soft, Mark. Soft, weird. Yeah, they are soft. Very soft. And the inside like is like slippers. insulated. Yeah. Well, that is one of my, one of my beasts sometimes with the stylish Nikes. So they're not always comfortable. <laughs> that is true. Thank Most you. of the Jordans I wear are not that they're comfortable. They're not that comfortable. And that bothers me. Why would you wear an uncomfortable shoe? Because you're just you That's and you're that cool. I like my Adidas, um, even though these are not that comfortable either. They <laughs> bother my Achilles. But Shout out to my wife, by the way, because she was looking for not some bad. warm boots to wear around Paris. And I said, I, I, I warned her, I'm like, you, they have to be comfortable. They have to, yes. Because I, I am not going to listen to the, you know, my feet hurt the whole time thing. Because that is one of, just one of my pet peeves. I get that. In general. Wear shoes that are comfortable. The whole point of shoes is to have your feet dry I, and comfortable. Correct. Let's it's go. not always about how they look. Although it's kind of cool when they look cool. Nick does get I mean, his feet every single day on his shoes. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, yeah. guys, and his um, sunglasses. Yes, the sunglasses. And that's what I had. Uh, I was in Denver this past weekend. Had my Shady Rays the entire trip. I got to tell you about them. They actually have sun in Denver. That's they, what's cool about Denver. Yes. A lot of sun. Three Over the days. mountains. Three hundred days of sun, baby. <laughs> it's, I love Chicago. I, give me all the cold and all the gray. This city's the greatest. Okay, see, I just want to know when the next DNVR birthday party is. I'll go out for that one. I just need to yes. see the sun. It's amazing. Not me. I'm hanging right here. <laughs> <laughs> you can go for a weekend, Mark. Uh, but real quickly, Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles care to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they'll send you a brand new one, no questions asked. You drop them in a lake, you lose them at a tailgate, you lose them all hiking in the sunny mountains in Colorado, they got you. Uh, even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I've ever worn. 
Shady Ray's customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews exclusively for our listeners. Shady Rays is running their deepest deal this season. Use code CHGO for 50% off. Two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all the newest and best shades. There's a lot of stuff here that from the press conference that we haven't hit. Do we have time to get to some yeah, of Yeah, I was just about to say. Whatever... Uh well, I mean, Nick, you, you were, were very th- excited about these press conferences. Nick, you were there, so I, I, mean, I guess maybe you'll just whatever. I, 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 I just thought that Flus was interesting yesterday. Number one uh, about Fields, he wants him to make the ordinary plays, yep. the checkdowns. I thought that was interesting. He Flus is getting more and more honest, man. What What do you think about Sambar? He's been very solid. Very solid. Uh, I, he does need to take the ball away more. A lot mm-hmm. of taking the ball away in there. But so he's, I'm, I'm really starting to appreciate with the flus that he, he is not afraid to say out loud to the media, to the fans, where he thinks guys are at. I mean, he's not the most transparent of all you know, guys going, uh, clearly. But he, I think there is like these moments of transparency that I appreciate from him. Um, so there was that one. And then... Uh, there I, was a Khalil yeah, Her- Herbert update. He, yeah. They do anticipate the Bears uh, that Khalil Herbert will be back. Excited about getting him back. Eberflus said, say he spoke to him actually yesterday in the hallway, and Herbert said he's ready to go, hit his max speeds, his jumps look good, power's back in the leg. So Bears will get be getting back a key weapon on offense, hopefully after this Eagles game, um, to, to add to that backfield that they have there. And then he, he went on with Claypool. Like he was kind of pressed on it twice. Uh, is he up to speed to be able to do it at the other wide receiver? He's getting there. Not quite there yet. Getting Ge- there. Getting there. Progressing. Uh, and then I don't, I don't know what you guys thought about Sam Mustafer, like, calling. I mean, this was, I think, after Flus talked to the team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, hey, uh, you know, it is important that we start winning games. Veteran teams, they know how to win. And we haven't done that, in essence. I think... I, mean, I think it kind of depends where you where you are in the big picture. Like, I mean, I I do believe in that idea for sure, without a doubt. But I don't know that the Bears are at the point where it's like, yeah, if they don't start winning games, we got to be worried about it. You know what I mean? I think the Lions got to that point. So the mm-hmm. Lions were kind of where the Bears were. The Lions last year were where the Bears are now. Kind of, you know, they stripped this thing down, new coaching staff, and like you saw some vibes that you liked. You liked some of, you know, but the reality was they weren't that good. Now they get to this year, and when you saw, and and Dan Campbell actually was talking about this, you know, after this after the their latest win, where he was like, yeah, the the that last play that we used to not make. Mm-hmm. Now we make it. Now we're making that play, and now we're winning the game. And like that's something we had to learn how to do, or or that that one crucial moment in the game where you either make the play or you commit a mistake. They were the team that committed the mistake, and now they're figuring out. Oh, this is how you you do the right thing to win the game. The Bears are going to reach that point. I don't necessarily think it's crucial in these last four weeks of the season. They're. I think there could be one or two moments like that with specific players that matter, 
Like mm-hmm. if Chase Claypool, Claypool were to drop like a, a crucial touchdown, that would be something that would concern me. Or if Justin Fields is just, you know, awful on a fourth quarter drive, which, again, we've kind of debunked this in the past. I don't think these fourth quarter offensive struggles have really been his fault. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's some of that still on more of an individual level for me, but I don't think the Bears are at that point where it's like, man, if they don't figure out how to win. I'm sure that's what they're preaching in the locker room, but I don't know they're at that crucial point yet. Yeah, and Sam was obviously referencing the Philadelphia Eagles, too, I, I agree with you, Adam. The Bears, I think, know what the formula is to become a winning football team. I just don't think the talent's there at at, the, at this point in time for this 2022 roster to kind of get them over the hump. But they need to stop limiting, or they have to s- limit those mistakes, that the self-inflicted ones that can maybe turn that this losing football and translate into wins. So I think they know the formula. They just need to actually execute. That's why Iberflus always talks about executing. Every single press conference. We've got to execute red zone, execute here or there. So I think they recognize it. It's just going to be on the individual players to actually do that on a consistent basis. Then you'll get the winning to become more consistent. If I hear somebody else, actually, it's fine. Anybody can say whatever they want about the Bears. It's a free country. But the whole Allen Williams needs to figure out how to get to the quarterback. Allen Williams can't do anything. Team stinks. They're not. They're, 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 they don't. I, I don't mean it quite that bad. But they. There. There. There is no elite pass rusher that is about to pop up in these last four games that Allen Williams has been holding back. That's just not. That's. This is not. In at least in my mind, anywhere close to a coaching deficiency. This is a. They need a really good player to impact their defensive line slash linebacking core who can get to the quarterback and they don't that guy is not on the roster except for maybe Jack Sanborn who's incredible and said his best thing this year is being a great teammate he loves being a good teammate he's a a good Sanborn he I I completely missed on my first conversation with Sanborn like he's handling the media fine. He's giving good answers. He's yeah, you didn't like him. Yeah, I th- I thought oh, I I didn't think he could speak. I thought he was just he kind of looked at me sideways and like maybe he just didn't like me. That's entirely on the table, <laughs> <laughs> or just didn't feel he's like talking. Yeah. Just I don't know. But I well he was I I just thought it was super awkward. But then now I'm, he's he handles the media like a pro. Like he's, he's really good. forever. Yeah. yeah. So he's been uh, I, uh, a pretty incredible story in the season. One last thing on Chase Claypool because I saw another comment like why are the expectations for him you know, this high to know everything when he's only been here for a few weeks. Guys, he got traded here November 1st. Baker Mayfield just went out and won a game in two days. Yeah, (laughs) Guys, he's been here for longer than training camp is. Think about it that way. Like, if you join the team before training camp, yes, you don't necessarily have, like, the off-season program, but you're here for training camp. You're expected to know what to do by week one. You're expected to know the offense. I, I and, and so I'm, I when, when you hear the head coach, they'll say he's getting up to speed. It's just, I, I, I feel like we're reaching. That's why I'm, I'm not panicking yet, but that's why I put it yesterday when we talked about our top priorities for the Bears in those last four games. He's got to take a step forward. He does. He, he, now you're the number one wide receiver. Darnell Mooney's out for the year. You should know the system by now, especially after a bye week. Now, I know he got banged up in that last game. He finished it, but that'll be something to watch, too, on the injury report this week. But if he's healthy and he's playing, there's got to be progress there. I'm sorry. They, they got to know. They got to have a better idea what they have before they go in the offseason where you 
theoretically, you could actually extend him if you like what you have. And you know, you guys, like, he obviously, I don't know if, like, all these receivers know the entire playbook, but there's specific game plans for each week. So you're getting, like, a condensed version of it. So it, you would think he would, he would get more opportunities in games, and maybe after this bye week, having a week off, he does get that because, like, you, Adam, I agree. He, needs just, he just needs more opportunities. I mean, that was a... Another nice Sam Mustafer highlight yesterday. Hey, was it good for you to get away from the game he was at? It's like, yeah, no, I didn't get away from mm-hmm. the game. There's four games left. I was studying my ass off, basically. Uh, there's plenty of time in the offseason for me to get away. Chase Claypool better not have been getting away. Chase Claypool better know this thing back and backwards and forwards by now. And let's, let's hope we don't know what we have because there's a chance that they do know what they have. And if they do know what they have, that's a problem. Yeah. All right. Any, uh, do we have any... Re- Chats or anything left? Eh, All right. No supers. No, we 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 have one thing we got to mention. What's Uh-oh. that? Here we go. Uh, well, here we go. The MVP award in the NBA has been yeah. renamed the Michael Jordan Damass Award. Which that's what they called it. A weird award name. I mean, <laughs> what, what is the actual name of it? I think it's the Michael Jordan MVP Award. Michael Jordan MVP Award. Moving forward, the NBA will receive a trophy named after Michael Jordan. All right. Okay. I just like that, like, basically the NBA is like, look, enough with this, any other debate with, with, with Jordan LeBron. We're just going to name the trophy after the greatest player to ever played the game. We all know this. I, so I love it, too. It, it's really just, it's, 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 uh, That's right. And now I kind of want LeBron to win another MVP award so that he has to be awarded the <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here you like, go. Here's the Michael Jordan award, you bum. <laughs> <laughs> or the other way is that he never wins another MVP. He was not worthy of the Michael Jordan MVP award. That, ooh, that's that's better. That, I like that. I one think better. that's even better. Uh, LeBron James has zero Michael Jordan awards. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I just think there's take some, that Nick right. I th- I just think it's ironic too. Like you're giving him the MVP award, which you gave him five times. He should have had it nine times, at least eight. Dude averages thirty seven a game, two hundred steals, hundred bucks. Yeah, he's not the MVP. Yeah, but could you say that about like? You could say that about Kobe. You could even say that about Kobe LeBron. Kobe deserved more. Yeah, you could say about LeBron. Like, the screw you, MVP voters. Kobe got one. Yeah. What, the same what, thing what? happens oh, wow. in the NFL. It's like, you don't you win it one year, like, you rarely win it the I, next. I, I, I don't. I, There's, like, fatigue when you win the MVP. It's like, oh, well, he won it last year, so we're not going to give it. Yeah. Fine. Well, Somebody let's give now. it to Carl Malone. The Bulls won 69 games, and he's Michael Jordan. He's the MVP. Yeah, I agree. What are you, what oh, are you doing? It, it apply, that honestly applies to all sports. I don't get it. Yeah. Okay. I was having a nice uh, conversation with Jack Silverstein on Twitter about this. And he, the NFL is actually super interesting because you've got a lot of MVPs that are not Hall of Famers in the, NBA, in the, in the NFL. Random quarterbacks winning it because we prioritize the quarterback position over other positions that just shouldn't be, shouldn't be anywhere close to an MVP. I thought that was – any rate, but MJ, congrats. Good day. Good day. It's, it's, a, a, cool, it's a cool trophy too. I like it. I like the detail that went into it with like – it's a different twenty-three si- inches and twenty-three pounds and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and there's different. There's five sides because that's how many MVPs. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, we're out of here. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at the Carn, at Nicholas Moriano. Should have been the Jumpman logo though, right? It's, what is this? He, uh, he didn't want it to be. He didn't want it to be. He, he, he didn't want it to be. I don't know. I'm not sure. I could be he making owns that the up. Jump man. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I did, yeah, I would think that wouldn't be allowed for the okay. ownership reasons. Never mind. Great award. I take it back. <laughs> Whatever. Could have been like him the doing like the behind the should have been the shrug back flip. Oh. Shrug would have been cool. Shrug would have been cool. Or I mean, give him the cradle. <sighs> so many to choose from. So many. All right. 
Give me the three seconds. Jordan. Become a CHGO diehard. Oh. Newsletter dropping in the morning. We'll see you tomorrow right here. We'll be back noon. Great Wednesday. chat to, Great chat today. Love you guys.